coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Altman. And today we have another guest on the show, Jamie McIlvaney. She is an activist in Michigan fighting back against draconian mm. lockdown restrictions, trying to let the kids start playing sports again. So we're going to get to her in a minute, but make sure you guys hit that share button. We are not on YouTube. So we're allowed to talk about things related to the virus that YouTube wouldn't let us. So now we're allowed to talk about those things. So hit that share button today. Make sure you give us a thumbs up on Facebook. Make sure you comment on YouTube. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button and comment. DLive, we, we, we now have, I believe, 11 subscribers. So if you have the ability to, please do subscribe. Once we hit 20, we will get more tools in the toolkit on DLive. Um, and again, we also are on our do, website. Do we, please do, do we know? Do we know what the new tools in the toolkit are? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we, we get like a, a chat room. We get some badges that we can hand out, um, more ability to save videos for longer. Um, it's good stuff all around. So we're at 11. We need 20. And again, we are live on our website today. Make sure if you want, if you can watch us over there, help us break it if we can. We want to make sure we find all of the bugs. Um, it's doing much better, but we want to make sure we find all the bugs within the comment section as well. And as always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by MyPillow. Make sure you use promo code CD21. You get up to 66% off at MyPillow.com. That's promo code CD21. Not just pillows, everything on the site, up to 66% off. So make sure you support Mike Lindell and support the podcast. Okay, so without further ado, let's welcome on our guest for the first hour, Miss Jamie Mac McIlvaney. I'll make sure I pronounce it right. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. So the way we usually start these out is we let the guest explain who they are, explain what they're all about, what they're doing, just for anyone in our audience who doesn't know who you are. So we'll hand it over to you. You can explain who you are. Okay. Um, I started a group in Michigan called Let Them Play Michigan. It's a group on Facebook that we are now at over 46,000 members. Um, we started back, I started it back in, in the fall when my son's football season was being taken away. Um, all sports were stopped with the exception of football. So being that he, he has always had dreams of playing further than high school in football, I was not okay with that. And so I had to step in and I just started a group on Facebook and overnight there was close to 10,000 members on it. And then we grew to 20,000. Um, we held our first rally in Lansing and um, there was about eight, 900 people there fighting to get football back. Well, that worked. We got football back. So then uh, we sat quiet and watched our football season with masks on, you know, all the kids had to have masks on. Um, and then at the end of the football season, uh, the, at the end of the fall season, they wanted to stop all fall sports playoffs. Um, so my son was in districts. 
and I wasn't okay with that. So we again rallied at the Capitol. Um, this only had about 400 people because we threw it together in literally like two days. We didn't have, we didn't have time, but that also worked and we were given back playoffs. So our kids were able to move forward, but they had to be tested. So anyone still in the playoffs had to have masks on, had to be tested. We were put into a situation where we just, as parents, weren't allowed to debate that. If our kid wanted to play, we had to do it. So we did it. Um, then came winter sports. Winter sports were stopped or were not allowed to move forward. So then again, we started up the group. That grew from 20,000 to 40,000 overnight. Um, we filed a lawsuit, started a GoFundMe that raised $58,000 in a matter of less than 24 hours, filed a lawsuit against the health department. Um, within eight minutes of us filing that lawsuit, we received a phone call that she would be giving a press conference the next morning regarding fall sports or winter sports, sorry. So then we patiently waited and we were given everything we asked for in our lawsuit, but it had nothing to do with the lawsuit. Um, yeah. She just gave those things to us. So uh, the lawsuit became moot. We dropped it. Um, then now we are unfortunately in the same situation because spring sports now, in order for the kids to play, they have to be masked outside on baseball diamonds, on track, <laughs> running track. Um, and they are required to test every single athlete every single week in order for them to walk outside and participate in their sport. So we have now filed another lawsuit. We did another GoFundMe, we're at 70,000. So we've raised a total of close to 130,000 now. Um, and we filed another lawsuit against the health department saying that they don't have the legal authority to continue making all of these mandates. And we're, we're fighting that. Um, we just were given a hearing date for the 27th. So it's just, it's madness over here in Michigan. Absolute insanity over here. <laughs> So, so I want to I want to say this um, one. Thank you for fighting for the kids, right? Thank you for fighting You're for the opportunity. <laughs> As a guy that was an athlete, um, you know I don't know what I would have done without sports. It literally saved my life. And a lot of these kids getting the opportunity to go play Division One, Division Three, uh, going on to play in professional sports. This is their opportunity to shine, and this is where they hone those skills. And so by them actually suppressing them or you know stopping them from playing, it's not important to these these uh, quote unquote educators that sit and reign above the parents. But I think what you're doing is amazing. But the thing that I've, I've, I keep hearing is that wait, the, the lawsuit's moot, so we're just gonna drop the lawsuit. I, I, I think that you have to, re they, they count on you having to restart the machine over and over and over again um, and keep people distracted. So I don't know if you could talk to that a little bit on just the frustration sure. of having to go back through that entire process. Again, you have you know a 30 day wait period, they get to respond, go through the same deal. And during that time, our kids are suffering. Um, so if you could talk a little exactly. bit about that. Exactly. Well, the reason that we dropped the first one was because it literally, there was nothing left in it that we could move forward with. Everything we asked for and all of the reasoning, be, all of our complaints revolved around the fact that the kids were not playing. So when they said they could play, we no longer had a fight. We no longer had a battle. This next one is different. We are challenging their authority to legally continue making these mandates. So this one isn't going anywhere. We were able to pull the other one off the shelf and use a lot of it, which made it a lot cheaper this next time around. Um, so we, we put it on the shelf and we knew we would unfortunately have to use it again. Well, we did. And this one is challenging the authority, their legal authority. So it's not specified. It's not directly directly linked to the testing of the athletes, it's broader. So this one will not go 
moot unless they literally write some kind of law or agree unless the judge, you know, agrees that they don't have this power anymore. So we're fighting this or, one all the way through. Or unless the health commissioners drop it and then the mayors or the county commissioners put it up. Right. We've seen that happen a lot in Midwestern states run by Democrats. When it, when a court says you're not allowed to do that, they, they admit that they can't do it. And then they have another part of government enact a very similar regulation. Um, I hope that if they go about that and, and they try and render this one moot, too, I hope that you keep fighting because based on just what you've told us when it comes to winter, uh, fall sports, fall playoffs, winter sports, spring sports, the state. And, and all the health officials have have shown a propensity for going back on these agreements. Now, they say that they're not doing it because of the lawsuit, particularly for that reason. Right. They don't want to be settling the lawsuit because then if they if they stab you in the back, if they go back on it, then the court gets involved. They, the left loves to do this. They love to render things moot. And then as soon as the courts are out of it, they they reimplement they reimplement lockdown procedures, right? Or, or gun control measures, as we saw a big case in New York last year. So I hope that if, if they go about that again, that you have enough of this history of them going back on their word to to keep fighting it, because that's the game they play. So, they, they're terrified of a ruling on the merits. So so I, I want to say this. We keep saying the left. We don't have a left problem. We have a we have a politician. We have a rule over us problem. Because there are plenty of left Republicans, there are plum, plenty of people that have traded, become traitors to the people on both sides of the aisle um, that said don't want to upset the, the apple cart. They're going along with it, acting like they're, they're trying to open it up. And, and part, of the, part of the issue that we face is that they just, it, there's so much self-centeredness happening that they just forget about the health and well-being of the kids. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, Absolutely. And we were, tar we're being targeted because we have been so vocal. Um, the group is very, very powerful. Um, we're extremely loud on Facebook and social media. And uh, the governor actually referred to us in her press conference on Friday. She you know, said, there's a group on Facebook that's very um, vocal, you could say. You know, So she was talking about us. They don't like us uh, because we won't stop. But we're not fighting for a sport. We're fighting for the mental health of these kids. The suicide rate way way bigger than what these kids are affected by COVID. It's not even comparable. The health, mental health crisis in Michigan is off the charts. We're fighting for the sanity of these kids. So we're not just going to back up and say, okay, fine, we give up. We're not going to give up. When you're talking about parents fighting for their kids, you're in a whole nother ball game. We're not just fighting for, you know, the right to go out of our house or something. We're fighting for the mental health of our child. So you're talking about mama and papa bears coming out and we have had enough in Michigan. And I mean, she put forth an urging on Friday. It was an urging the schools to shut back down, the sports to shut back down and the restaurants to shut back down. She didn't say she was mandating it. She said, she, uh, I'm not counting, don't count that out. But as of right now, we're just urging. Well, 90% of the schools in the state of Michigan did not shut down and they, we did not shut down sports. So we're to a point where we have had enough and now Michigan's talking about shutting back down completely because the CDC wants us to do that. We would be the only state in the entire country that is going backwards as opposed to staying still or moving forward. So Josh, I want you to cue this up. We're going to jump ahead to cut number three um, and I'll set it up while you're getting that ready. I, I am 
so fed up with the the talking out of both sides of their mouth that we hear from health health officials, the experts. Um, there was a, a clip of Anthony Fauci. Uh, I believe he was on CNA. He's on one of the talk shows, and they were asking him about why Michigan has all of these lockdowns, all these mask requirements, right? And their cases are so much higher, but Texas has removed a lot of those restrictions and Texas has better case numbers, better hospitalization numbers. And Fauci's answer was, uh, we'll play it in its entirety, but basically it's, well, they're probably doing things outside. But then when you go to Michigan, as you're explaining, they don't want to let you do things outside. So what's the alternative? If kids aren't out playing baseball, they're going to be in in study hall and so it's just they're talking at both sides of their mouth. They're saying, well, obviously they have better numbers because they're outside, but we don't want you to go outside. So I want to play that clip and have you respond to it, Mr. Producer. So let's play cut three. You mentioned Texas in that full ballpark in Arlington yesterday. There was a lot of concern last month when Texas effectively opened up, dropped all those restrictions and said it's back to life. And if you go to Texas, as you know, it looks like 2019. The restaurants and the bars are full and open. The ballparks are full. And yet we've seen cases and hospitalizations since then continue to tick downward. So what do you make of that as all of us look around and sort of try to consider how safe it is to get back to normal life? Yeah, you know, it's it can be confusing because you may see a lag and a delay because often you have to wait a few weeks before you see the effect of what you're doing right now. You know, there, there are a lot of things that go into that. I mean, when you say that they've they've had a lot of uh, activity on the outside, like ball games, I'm not really quite sure. It could be they're doing things outdoors. You know, it's very difficult to just one-on-one compare that. You just have to see in the long range. I hope they continue to tick down. If they do, that would be great. But there's always the concern when you pull back on methods, particularly things like indoor dining and bars that are crowded, you can see a delay and then all of a sudden tick right back up. We've been fooled before by situations where people begin to open up, nothing happens, and then all of a sudden. So we've been fooled before by people like Anthony Fauci. No, mm. no, 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 no. Don't really That's know what happened. they're talking That's about. That's never happened. And well, no, we're not allowed to fact check Anthony Fauci because he's the only no. one who's allowed to change his mind in this country. But speak to that comment where he's saying, well, Texas might be doing better because they're all allowed. They're all doing activities outside. Yeah. But then the health officials say they're following the science, but they don't want the kids to play outside. How does that make sense? It, and not only do they not want them to play outside without testing. They want them in masks and they want all the spectators in masks. I mean, we had a parent kicked out of her daughter's soccer game the other day because she was standing 20 feet away from everybody else and didn't have a mask, refused to put a mask on. Mm -hmm. They literally stopped the game, made the official say, if you don't leave, your child's forfeiting the game for her team. So she had to walk out. I mean, the fact that they're not testing the kids to walk inside the school building, but they're testing those same kids to walk outside the school building to go on a field shows the ignorance of it all. The ignorance and the fact that Michigan was one of the most locked down states in the entire country and now wants to lock back down again. How do you even justify? I can't even stomach listening to him because how do you justify the ignorance of all of this? And okay, our cases are going up. Our cases are going up because we're testing 
like a bunch of madness. I mean, the madness but, of the amount of testing we're doing. But it used it's, to be, it used to be they were doing this to save lives. Now, no people, nobody's dying, right? Very few people are dying from the virus now, right? Our death and, rate is staying very low. It's not going, it's, they, they keep saying, well, when the cases go up, eventually the deaths will follow. That hasn't happened. So they're testing these young kids, force testing these young kids. So I always say, you know, okay, because people are blaming it on the athletes that the cases are going up. If you take, if you say everyone that has blue eyes has to test, that's the minute for the next three months. And that's all the, the only people you test is the blue eyed people. Who in the world do you think is going to be blamed for the uptick in cases? It's going to be the blue eyed yeah. people because the these tests are people. so faulty. They're so faulty. They have so many false positives and they're forcing thousands of kids into 14 day quarantines all winter long. That's all we dealt with. Oh my well, gosh. It's almost laziness. It, it's it's well, like they're, they're, they don't know what to do. So they're just copy and pasting like the NCAA men's basketball tournament, right? They're, or they're yeah. copy and pasting major league baseball. But the reason that major league baseball and all these other big pro teams are testing everyone is they have a lot of money invested invested in their players, right? They, they don't want their players to get sick because then they lose money. Not saying that kids don't deserve to be protected, but it's really not you. It's, it's, it's apples and oranges saying that we're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to run our, our little league team. or We're going to run our, our spring lacrosse league. We're, we're going to run that the same way that the NBA does with making sure everyone's yeah. tested. It just, it doesn't make sense. And, and you, you, you make the point that they're not tested when they go into school. They're only tested when they go outside. Now, if this was, if this tested, was like a big, you're not tested go to go into an airplane. You're not tested to go into a casino. You're not tested to go into a bar. You're not tested to go be a nurse in a hospital, but you're tested well, to be a child on a baseball diamond. Like, well, well again, I want to bring it back to the causation. Why are they doing this? I mean, it's, it's control, it's control and power. Right. They want to they, they've already actually captured the education system. Like so your mom, you, you want you want your child to get the best education, but you also want you want him or her to think for themselves. Right. And they're taking that out of the equation. You're no longer allowed to make a choice. You're no longer allowed to have free free choice. That, that doesn't exist anymore. We're going to tell you what to do, when to do it. And we're going to do it all under this fear mongering that exists. Here's an interesting t statistic. Prior to covid. The average uh, age of death was 76.8 years. During COVID, 76.8 years. Yep. I mean, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed one bit. Actually, the number and of people that have died. And neither has the overall death count. No. The overall it's death count gone down. in America. Yes. So yeah. it's all, if there weren't so many lies involved in this and so yeah. much political madness, we could try and navigate this better. But the lies are so overwhelming that you don't even know what to think anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it, we are dealing with a very, very evil underpinning of our society. You have 47,000 mm -hmm. people on a Facebook page. My guess is they're probably throttling you on that page. Um, I actually started the Reopen Colorado movement. We had just over 30,000 people on it and Facebook took it away because we decided we wanted to open. So like, ah, this is too much yeah. of an access. It has too much yielding, too much power. Let's stop them from being able to speak. So, I mean, obviously we know you're going to deal with that. Oh. All right. We know you're going to deal with that. But how does that make you feel knowing that you have all of these people that have come together and you have big tech that are stepping in between and saying, hey, you're not allowed to communicate with all of those people. We're going to do everything we can to to suppress your message. They have tried. Um, we've gotten many slaps on the wrist 
for our posting things against Facebook, you know, regulations. So far we're hanging in there, but I've made another group in case we do go down to just kind of hold people there waiting for that because it's just, you just wait, you just waiting for it because there's so many restrictions that you're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to speak anymore. So I, I restrict myself greatly. Trust me. I'm a pretty vocal person. I'm pretty out there with what I have to say and with my feelings. And I already had one of my groups taken down on Facebook before it was a more political based one, but I just have to walk the line and obey if yeah. I want to keep this group intact. Well, here's, here's the, and thing the challenge is you don't even know what you're supposed to obey. Right. In the beginning, they said you have to follow the WHO. The WHO, just to put it out there, the WHO does not recommend wearing masks when you're outside exercising. The WHO does not re recommend that. They say that that will not help. Going outside, wearing a mask will not help. The CDC recommends it. So in the beginning of this, Facebook would fact check anyone that was against the WHO. Now, when you're in a position like you are saying, well, wait a minute, why, are, why does the right fielder need to wear a mask? When you when he, you're, they only recommend masks when you're within six feet of someone and he's in right field, like then then all the social media networks put the WHO aside and they say, oh, no, no, actually, we're, we're using the CDC now. So there's right. there's selectively choosing the expertise. And we saw what happened with Governor DeSantis down in Florida. He had a roundtable discussing this very issue of how the WHO and the CDC disagree and it got taken down off of YouTube. The experts aren't even yeah. allowed to talk anymore. So I, I understand you, you having to couch your language and restrict your language. We have to do that a lot. And it, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. But when you don't even know what you're supposed to be saying, because it's changing based on political rhetoric, that makes right. it even harder. And the, the CDC says what we've been we've been hitting hard with this testing. CDC says testing people against their will is unethical and illegal. It's right on the CDC.gov. So we're like showing that and saying, OK, you're forcing us to test. Well, no, we're not forcing. Your child doesn't have to play sports. That's it's not uh, mm. mandatory to play. Well, in my house, sports is a must. Yeah. There's no way around that. So you can't give me that fight that your child doesn't have to play sports. Uh, yes, he does. Sorry. So we're battling so many angles right now. And, and like you say, every time you turn around, there's a new, you know, like we were fighting that the tests are not meant to be used to diagnose. It's right in the pamphlet of the test. They are not meant to be used on people without symptoms. And so guess what the, the test makers do? March 31st, they come out and say, oh, we, we take that back. These, are work, these work great on asymptomatic people. They work great as a diagnostic tool. Schools and sports should be using them. And it's like, well, isn't that convenient that well, that came out? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something, it's, and it's a it's a plug for what we're doing at FEC United. We are actually opening up a charter in uh, Michigan. And the great part about why I'm telling you that is because FEC United will, as you set up chapters, has an entire platform that will take you off of social media. So those 47,000 people will always get a, get the opportunity to get connected and to hear that hear that message. And there's like nine different ways that it actually communicates with different people and people choose how they want to communicate and they can actually go in and talk and everything else. So we're doing everything we oh, can nice. to stop big tech from interfering with yes. you, right? And that's what they're doing right now. I mean, it, but, but I, I, wanna, I wanna give you, I wanna say this. When your kids do something wrong, what do you say to them? Like you say, they say, I wanna go outside and you, you don't wanna go outside, what do you say to them? You can't go outside. Don't ask me again. <laughs> no, right? No. <laughs> right. Can, can I go to my friend's house? And you're like, I don't think that's a great idea. So you say no. 
right. we as people have not learned the power of that word in our society. We own no. that word. We, we, they, they tell us that we have to test as, as a whole. No. They tell us we have to wear a mask. No. They, have, they tell us that we have to get a vaccine. No. We haven't learned that no is a powerful word and it actually is rooted in the Constitution. Actually, yes. they tell you that here are the things that you have to follow. Outside of that, no, no. Yep. I say no. You want to do it? Great. Go do it. Free choice. You get to do it. But the answer for me is no. They don't get to stick and carrot our society, right? And we, we keep letting them. We keep saying that we're hope it's helpless. We can't do anything. There's nothing we can do about it. Actually, 47,000 people showing up and saying no. Hey, you need to get mm -hmm. on the sidewalk. Nope, not going to do that either. Well, hey, yeah, you, you and like our last rally, I didn't even mention our last rally had 3,000 people at it. The rally to fight for what was it? Um, to get the winter sports back. No. Right. Yeah. The winter sports. We had over 3000. We had a DJ. We had the biggest radio show hosts in the, in the state come and be with us. It was huge. So that is what also along with our lawsuit pushed that forward. But the thing is, is that, yeah, it, the hard part is they know how we feel about our kids with sports. So they know that very few people are going to say, you know what, son, you don't get to play football because they're making you test. A lot of people are doing that. But unfortunately, a lot just don't have it in them to do that to their child again. They well, know they're putting us in a between a, a impossible situation. But but I think that the, the other part is, is that there are ways to stop them with the word no. In other words, I'm not saying no, my kid can't play sports. I'm saying you get all the parents together and we all say our kids are playing sports. And then the school says, no, we're not. And then the kids show up outside and, they, and we, everyone decides that they don't have authority over you. And I know it's, a, it's right. difficult to get that many people together, but we did it in Colorado and we had 5% unenrollment rate at the schools, 5%. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a huge number. And our deal was, let's just, let's hit them in the pocketbook. Let's make it impossible right. for them to run the schools, right? So there, now we're just deciding that, hey, we'll just build our own schools. We'll just, we're just, we're just done with them, right? That's awesome. But, yeah, and I don't know if you guys knew, but we have, we have been helped, we've been funding with our, GoFundMe, individual athletes who are going up against their local health department and their school. Right now we're 10 for 10. So 10 individual athletes have sued their school and their local health department and all 10 have won. We have funded four of them, but the other ones, all of them. So all the judges have sided with us that this is insane. So that's the approach we're really pushing right now. Um, individual health departments that we're going after. We're finding more suits right now as we speak. Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate that justice takes too long. And in that time, mm -hmm. you did say something that you're fighting for mental health. Sports is actually the best thing in the world for a kid's mental health. Absolutely the mm -hmm. best thing. But they said that suicides are not gonna go up. And um, there's a study that I'm just looking at right now that suicides among kids aged 12 to 21 is up 347% yes. in the last quarter. Yep. It's happening around Michigan like crazy. I mean, one of the plaintiffs on our last lawsuit was a family whose son committed suicide and they said he committed suicide because he was not allowed to play sports. And it was, yeah. it's horrible. And the thing is too, it's like when we also gave a letter to the parents on our, on our Facebook page, giving them another option, telling the schools, you don't have a right to test my child with these tests. You don't have the legal authority 
to keep my child out of school. You are co coercing me into signing this paperwork that I don't want to sign and that is illegal. And we went down and listed all of the things and the parents, we had 200 parents say that they wanted it, got it to them, got it signed by a lawyer. And it's just another option of trying to put these schools on notice. Like, listen, we're not going to back down. So is it a legally binding piece of paper? No, but it's saying we have a lawyer and we will take this to court. So we have so many things going right now of taking this stuff to court. And they happen quickly because we're filing for emergency injunctions. So we, our last four um, wrestlers that won were able to get out of quarantine and compete in their match the day, that we, the day after we filed the suit. So those were immediate. We're filing emergency injunctions on all of them. Well, that's why the news that you have a hearing date as opposed to the judge issuing one of those injunctions is kind of bad news. Not saying that you won't win when your hearing comes around, what was it, April 27th, but yeah. not having them issue that preliminary injunction now, uh, you might have pulled a bad judge. I don't know. Usually you hope for that, at least for them to to stay the regulations pending the hearing. Um, so it's good news you got a hearing, but it's it's that double-edged sword of, oh, I really would have liked you to give me my rights back now, Mr. Judge. Thank you very much. Yeah, you talk about been, going after the he, you talk about going after the schools. I'm reading through Michigan's regulations and beginning April 2nd, all sports practices and competitions involving 13 and 19 year olds are prohibited unless participants take part in a testing program that includes private leagues. So it's not even a situation where you can say, well, I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with the high school lacrosse league. We're going to go start our own league. My reading of it is that even if you were to start your own lacrosse league, you'd still have to test. Otherwise, they the Gestapo would come and shut it down. Yep, you, that's true. It moved on to club sports, all, all sports, all leagues have to do it now. And they're just going crazy. Like, how in the world do we manage this? How in the world do we possibly are we possibly being forced to do this? And a lot of the parents are having to pay for it out of pocket. One hundred and fifty a pop for these tests. And they're being that's how much to it do is. it because. Yeah, because the leagues don't haven't wow. figured out how in the world to do this. And it's not, so, and, it, and it has nothing to do with money. Nope, none of this does. No, taking money <laughs> yeah. from the communities, giving it to the bigger corporations. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, we could have this conversation about nearly everything going on in our society, right? They just don't mm -hmm. care about the people, and and it's it's the same conversation. We we have this conversation, Max, every day, right? It's the same thing. Right, you have this leftist radical ideology, and then you have the other eighty percent of the country that's marginalized in between and treated like slaves and and sharecroppers. Yep, it's crazy. Exactly. Mm hmm. So, so has this affected what, your? The, what, hold on, okay. hold on. Has this affected? Do you do you stay at home? Do you work? I'm self-employed. So, I, well, right now for the last couple months, this has consumed my every minute of my life. So. My business is on hold for now until we deal with this. Are you under attack by um, some of these uh, radical leftists that want everybody to wear a mask and two masks and three masks? You know, I honestly don't get attacked very much. It's shocking. Our group is pretty good at defending me. Somebody comes in there and tries to troll. They, I mean, they're like flies. They are very protective over me. And I just, our group is amazing. So I've been attacked by the media a couple times. Um, just some left crazy you know things written about me but as far as individually attacked no it's surprising um i welcome it it's whatever i'm not afraid of it at all it doesn't scare me one bit i'm so over it i have a, a response for anything that they have to say to me so it doesn't scare me 
So we have a clip from last year. It's a little old, but it's it's uh, Anthony Fauci going at it with Rand Paul. And Anthony Fauci admits that he really doesn't have any idea of, of anything about sports. So I, <laughs> I want to play that and and get your response, because these health officials, I don't want to I don't want to paint with a broad brush. But it, it, most people who go into public health aren't usually captains of the football team. Now, some maybe are. Right. <laughs> a lot of times, though, it's a different track. It's a different track. Right. The, the, the kids who are studying biology late at night usually aren't the ones practicing on the football field. There's overlap, but I don't want I don't want to dive too far into it. But I want to get your opinion on it, because these people are the least qualified, in my view, to discuss sports. So this is a clip of Rand Paul taking down Anthony Fauci last year. Let's play cut one. The WHO has now screened it from us because it said something that's not politically correct. That guess what? It's rare for kids to transmit this. But I hear nothing of that coming from you. All I hear, Dr. Fauci, is we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't play baseball. Well, even that's not based on the science. I mean, flu season peaks in February. We don't know that COVID's going to be like the flu season. It might, but we don't know that. But we wouldn't, we wouldn't ban school in October. You might close some schools when they get the flu. We need to not be so presumptuous that we know everything. But my question to you is, can't you give us a little bit more on schools that we can get back to school, that there's a great deal of evidence and it's actually good, good evidence that kids aren't transmitting this. It's rare. And the kids are staying healthy and that, yes, we can open our schools. Mr. Chairman, do I have a little bit of time? To- well, I give you a little. A little <laughs> yes, well sir. over five minutes, but we'll. Thank you, Senator Paul. Answer the, please answer the question. Yeah, so very quickly, Senator Paul, I, I agree with a lot of what you say about, you know, this idea about people having to put their uh, opinions out without data. And sometimes you, you have to make extrapolations because you're in a position where you need to at least give some sort of recommendation. But if you were listening, and I think you were, to my opening statement and my response to one of the questions, I feel very strongly we need to do whatever we can to get the children back to school. So I think we are in lock agreement with that. The other thing that I'd like to to, um, clarify very briefly is that I, when things get in the press of what I supposedly said, I didn't say, I never said we can't play a certain sport. What happens is that people in the sport industry, they could either be people from Players Association, owners, people involved in the health of the players, ask me opinions regarding certain facts about the spread of the virus, what the dynamics are. I give it, and then it gets interpreted that I'm saying, you can't play this sport or you can't play that sport. I agree with you. I am completely unqualified to tell you whether you can play a sport or not. The only thing that I can do is to the best of my ability. So we don't have it, but I was trying to put together. Yeah. I I, want to just take that, take that. And every time he says, well, we can't have football, we can't have baseball. We can't have basketball. I I just want to play that because it's actually, (laughs) it's an admission and he really isn't qualified to tell you whether you can play sports at all. And yet the Fauci, not just Fauci, but the Fauci's, of the world, the people who had no power two years ago and now are the most powerful among us have just decided that sports are too dangerous. And I, I don't understand how they reached that conclusion, but they've decided. <laughs> right. I mean, in Michigan, I feel like it's because we're, we're targeted personally. Um, other states are moving forward 
all of our surrounding states have been playing sports the whole time with no no situation that they're claiming as the rise in deaths and all of that. But they don't mention deaths in Michigan. They do not speak of deaths. They only speak of cases. So that's why we're like, if the de- death rate was following your, you know, storyline, it'd be a different situation that we were in, but it's not. So they just, they're targeting Michigan athletes, at least in our state, the athletes are the new restaurant. It used to be the restaurant. We are the new restaurant where we're just targeted constantly. And what I, what I notice is they never, ever want to give any good news. So I'm, I'm still on the Michigan.gov forward slash coronavirus and then all for athletics. They still are requiring that all shared equipment and surfaces be frequently cleaned and disinfected, even though the CDC put out last week that your odds of contracting coronavirus by touching a surface are one in 10,000, which, which might as well be zero. Now, you can still wipe down a surface. You don't want anyone to get sick, right? If, if every kid's playing baseball and using the same bat, I'd have to imagine there's there's thousands of kids in Michigan. The odds of one of them getting sick, it would happen. But you never see the restrictions walk back. You never see them say, well, yeah, actually, now we know that surface transmission is very rare. So you no longer have to wipe every single surface in between every at bat. You don't need to do that anymore. But we never see that. They, we never yeah. see the good news. We only ever see the bad news. And as Fauci just admitted in that clip, the extrapolation, even when they don't have data, they always pursue, presume the worst. And it's getting to be so exhausting. So exhausting. And we had a pitcher yesterday at a baseball game, um, had to forfeited a base for a base runner because he's the pitcher and he licked his fingers. So in between pitches, he licked his fingers, which is habit and necessary when you're a pitcher. And if you do that, they get a free base. So this is the ignorance. Are you serious? Oh, they get a free base. Swear. Yep. Because when they hit that ball. Oh my God. I can't can't even do it. that's not even them adding substances to the ball. That's just because they added the virus to the ball. Yes. But they just tested and didn't get it because they had to test in order to play. So yeah. You have and a basketball, play. if you lick your hand and rub your bottom of your shoes, you got a penalty or whatever. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is they say, you know, the athletes, the athletes, they just beat that into everybody. But I did my own calculations from Michigan.gov. From January to March, they said there was 1,019 cases in youth athletes. Well, in January to March, there was 177,000 cases, which means 0.6, 0.6%. And yes, I did move the decimal point over twice. 0.6% of cases were from student athletes. So what are you talking about? I just, we keep putting the facts out and they just still keep attacking us. So there's definitely nothing on facts and science happening over here in Michigan. I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you deal with it. I mean, the fact that you would penalize a student athlete again, it has more to do with control it has more to do with control. I mean, I don't see how you lick your finger. I don't know how you'd actually throw a baseball without licking your fingers. You I just, know. Well, you're not supposed to once you once you get into a higher level. I mean, high school, they probably let you. But once you get into college and the major leagues, if you lick your finger and, and put any substance, whether it be spit, you rub your your ear, you rub your neck. Higher levels, they're always concerned you're going to add some kind of substance to the ball. I, I imagine they're not that worried okay. about that in Little League uh, of, oh. pe- of people throwing like <laughs> weird little spitballs. That's what they're called. They're called spitballs. It's where people would spit in their hand and make the ball harder to hit. Um, but the fact that they're now going after them because there might be virus on the ball. Well, what's yes. the person going to do? What's the person going to do? Are they going <laughs> to lick the ball? No, they're about to hit the ball with the bat and send <laughs> send that into another area of the field. Through the air. So, Yeah. 
it's it, none of it makes sense. Like it is laughable. It, it's so laughable. Not the situation we're in, but the rules become laughable at some point. <laughs> So, I know we all just Michigan sit here and saying, shake our heads. I, I don't. I don't have any. I mean, th this is how stupid it is, though. And there, but here's the problem: if we don't actually collectively stand up, if we all don't just decide that, hey, listen, these people don't represent us, and it, you know, Fauci is the kid in school that probably never went to the gym. Fauci's the kid in school mm -hmm. that that sat in the corner and did whatever. Right? He was certainly he, never threw a baseball before. No. He, oh, no. no. <laughs> did you see how he threw? Oh, find that clip, Josh, find that clip, find the, find the pouches on the baseball, but, but he's not the kid. And this is why, this is why we have a problem in our country. Cause most well, of the people that story. are, I have another story. We, I don't know if you look through my page, you'll, if you punch in bubble in the search bar, you'll come up with this video of, we call him Mr. Bubble. And he was on the house. Cause we spoke in front of the Senate and the house. He was on the house or on the board and he had on a respirator, like a paint respirator. It had these two thingies covering his face and he had on rubber gloves like that you wash dishes with and he walks in and he sits down and he told us, you'll see the clip of me going after him when I was like, what did you just say? He said, we need to put our kids in a bubble. He said the word bubble. We need to put our kids in a bubble. And he said, when we have kids out on the football field, I don't know, what do they do? Bouncing into each other. That's not very safe. And I said, oh, you obviously have never played sports if you think yeah. football is bouncing into each other. So, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. He was making well, they're taking that. They're taking that from the pro leagues, right? Maybe he uh -huh. means it like everyone needs to be in a bubble. But they're talking about that. Anyone who doesn't know who's listening, that was one yeah. of the major debates last year on pro, on pro sports leagues. Do you have a bubble, which means every team lives in the same hotel. They, they play in the same kind of sports complex. And they don't have any outside contact. Do you do a bubble or do you have them travel around the country? You can't put kids in a bubble because the kids have to go home. The kids have to go to school. This isn't this isn't a, a boarding school. If it was a boarding school, you could you could make it a bubble, I guess. Um, yeah. But then you still I, have to play another school. It doesn't that. make any sense. So was, I, I, I want to say I want to say this. I feel like I'm in good company right now. Right. So people have said some horrible things about me that I find really interesting, good stories. But I was looking for that picture on your uh, on your site. And so I pulled up this from Yahoo for April 2nd. <laughs> and it says a QAnon curious mom helped lead Michigan back to COVID hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was, I, that was a good one written. Yeah. I, and I like, read it. I go, what? I know. QAnon? Not now Q because. QAnon curious. QAnon curious. Yeah. Oh. That, that's... How do you know if I'm QAnon curious? <laughs> and isn't everybody in the country QAnon curious? Like what the heck is a QAnon? Isn't yeah. everybody wondering that right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. What, what the hell? What the hell is this? A QAnon curious. I, I, I've never heard that before. They made that up. I, That's not I, a real yeah. thing. No, I, but I'm, I'm reading it. I'm reading it as I'm going through it. And I go, somebody said it to me. They're like, oh, Joe, you're you're a right wing activist. And I was like, I am on the right. If that was uh -huh. a wing, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm on the right side of things. I, I'm OK with that. Yeah. But then they start with the conspiracy theories or the QAnon yep. and all that stuff. They call me a conspiracy theorist. And I say, if me being anti-mask. And me saying that that vaccine isn't coming anywhere near my family 
and me saying that I think the election was stolen or things like that, that, I have, an, that I have an opinion, it was. if that is me being a conspiracy theorist, then so be it. I'll claim it. Yeah. So, you know? uh, can I get, can I get your thoughts on, um, the election in Michigan? So I do talk to Matt DiPerno quite often. Um, mm -hmm. he is, he is a fearless leader. He's fighting in Antrim County. He's fighting all over the yes, state. Yes, he is. Just uncovered. I don't know if you know this, just uncovered built in, uh, modems that were on the motherboard of the computers used in the election. Mm -hmm. I actually just heard him on an interview on the west side of the state this morning, yeah. and he was talking about it. And they were saying, you know, why is the media not talking about this? And well, that's obvious. We know why. But yeah. he was saying they're just claiming they don't know. They're, they Oh, we never heard about this. So it's being very quiet, being, right. not being talked about in Michigan, that's for sure. So um, I personally keep up with it, but um, you don't hear it. You don't hear it in the news. I don't watch the news anymore. Um, so I just get my information where I need it and m move on. It's just too overwhelming. But I haven't heard about it being talked about in Michigan. That's for sure. Well, the language is important. It went, like just to juxtapose it, the, I'm still reading these Michigan guidelines. They're crazy. So as of March 11, 2021, local health departments in Michigan had reported 162 new and ongoing outbreaks among K through 12 schools. 54 of those outbreaks being the week prior. They said that's a 105% increase among uh, kids ages 10 to 19. There were 135 identified outbreaks among minors participating in school and club sports. The social activities surrounding sports, such as team meals and parties, may be a factor in this spread. So they, they use may. They have no evidence whatsoever, <laughs> mm -hmm. but they use may. But when you look at challenges to election integrity, say, hey, well, this is interesting. They said that the machines can't connect to the internet. So why is there a little modem chip soldered into the motherboard? How does that work? <laughs> and and you can only and you can only buy those machines from Dominion. Yeah. They don't use the word may. And so, Dominion so is when, trash. When it, Just so when it comes mm -hmm. oh, we'll have to get to that then. When uh <laughs> when when you look at the virus, they're they're willing to open their mind to possibilities, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the kids are responsible. <laughs> the kids are the right. one killing everyone. But when it comes to ele election integrity, they are refusing to even entertain the idea that a single ballot was counted wrong or adjudicated wrong. It's just mm -hmm. their ends justify the means politicians. They don't actually stand 100%. for anything. 100%. Yeah, no. They just do whatever it takes. Not. Yeah, it's a battle. It's a struggle over here. <laughs> I mean, one of our biggest advocates in Michigan. Um, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but I just seen this morning. He's out. He's moving. He's like, uh, we're not getting rid of the machines. Um, there's no battle to fight election and election integrity. So I'm out. He's moving to I think he was moving to Wyoming. So it's sad. People in Michigan are like the battle is is over because it's we just not don't over. have people supporting us. And they're it's, out. it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. And, and here's the I'm, look. Boston Tea Party. Mm -hmm. Let's go back in time. What are you willing to sacrifice? Like you're sacrificing quite a bit. People around you are sacrificing quite a bit. There has to be a break point of which people say Boston Tea Party. Okay, where are the machines actually? You won't get rid of them. We'll get rid of them for you. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, th th they're allowing people to burn down buildings and loot stores and do everything else to protect the gangbanger, but they can't protect our kids. Right. Mm -hmm. They can't protect our kids in school. That's not important to them. Oh, you, you know, you're just being entitled because you want your kid to be able to play sports. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, no. it has to do with taking care of the mental health of your children. Right. Making them. Right. But 
if you, if we want to get to the bottom of it, if it gets any further down the, the trail, the only way to get rid of those Dominion machines, if they're not going to do the right thing in every state, it's really simple. You walk into the thing, you grab the equipment, you go outside with a sledgehammer and you smash it to pieces. And then you go, we will have the paper ballots now. Thank you. And by the way, if you need some volunteers, I've got a bunch of people that just smashed up your equipment and they're more than willing to actually be your machines. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds like fun. But that's but that's that's all it takes. We, we act as if we're that we can't be represented. How are they going to? If you have an entire county and town and and city and everyone that 80% feel like it's stolen, then stand up, walk down there. What are they going to do? Arrest everyone? No, they're not. They're not. You walk well, in. I'll tell you, I, I saw this this morning, and I think that if we're going to do that, this is the little girl who should be, we should give her the stick that, that we're going to beat the machines with. Mr. Booster, play cut four. I saw this. As <laughs> She's not allowed to play on the playground because of COVID-19. So she's just beating the sign with a stick. <laughs> if we're, if we're going to go that route, I, I, I nominate this girl to be the one to go in there and beat, beat up the machines. We can take that down now. <laughs> Look, people, people don't like the fact <laughs> that I great. say these things, that I say these things, but I, I'm, I'm being with, what is the hill to die on? Right? What is the hill to mm -hmm. die on? If we don't have a fair and free election, it doesn't matter, Jamie, what you say. It doesn't matter. If we don't have no. free and fair elections, if we can't trust the output, nobody's going to vote. And then this leftist radical ideology wins. But there are a yes. bunch of weak people. I mean, the people that are actually keeping kids from actually playing sports are people that were jealous and never could actually pick up a ball to begin with. They don't care about those kids because those are the no. kids when they were younger, like, oh, I, I can't believe they can play a sport and I can't because you didn't practice. That's why you can't play it because you didn't practice. You sat on your little computer or sat in a corner in a dark room. That's your choice, right? But th mm -hmm. that's why. This has a lot to do with envy. It has a lot to do with you know, not wanting those kids to have the opportunity that they themselves maybe didn't have the opportunity to, to, to participate Well, in. that's like the Mr. Bubble that we talk about. Um, you guys got to go in the group and look up Mr. Bubble. You got to show people who uh, well, we're talking well, about here. Mr. Mr. Producer, Mr. see if you can find it. In the Facebook group, punch in bubble and it will pull up a video. And he said, me and my family have been fine working out. We don't need sports to stay healthy. Go on a walk. Just go outside. Take your kid on a walk. And I'm like, I'm my 17-year-old football playing beast of a child. You want me to go take him on a walk? Like he <laughs> didn't. He's obviously, like we say, the people making the decisions about the sports have never played a sport. They have right. no concept yeah. of what it's not just the physical activity, the mental, the emotional, the every part of their life is being molded by being in these sports. And if you've never played one, you can't comprehend it. So you don't have a right to decide as far as I'm concerned. But unfortunately, they're the ones deciding. So but but they but they don't have to be the ones to decide. I mean, I guess yeah. that's my point. I'm Captain Obvious right now. I should get a cape, right? Captain <laughs> Obvious. We don't have to let them have the power that they have. We're letting them do it. We're letting weak people infiltrate our society and lead us. This goes back yes. to, you know, uh, gladiatorial times when, um, when they had Romans where they had the strongest among them go kill themselves in an in a arena. The same could be said now. They're, they literally are hog tying with a string 
around your ankle to a fence that's not even in the ground, treat, teaching us like an elephant. They're, they're hog tying and saying that, hey, you can't, you can't do this. And we're like, oh, okay, we can't do it. No, that's, that's not how it works, no. right? That's not how it works. <laughs> we get to decide. And if somebody actually, somebody walked up to me and said to me two days ago, they said, Joe, you know, you're killing people. And I was like, look, and they got in my face and I was like, you take one more step forward and I literally am going to knock you out. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the guy goes, what are you going to do? And he took a step forward and I punched him dead in the chest and he fell over <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to call the police. I was like, I warned you. And one of my buddies is over here that, that <laughs> walked up and said, you know, hey, you shouldn't have assaulted him. You shouldn't have done anything. You got what you deserve. He goes, I didn't assault him. And, and I just, at that point, I was like, listen, you're weak. I punched you in the chest. Mm -hmm. I could have punched you in the mouth. I didn't. Now, I'm not a violent person, but if you're going to come, if you're going to come at me, we mm -hmm. have to we have to meet the force with force. We have to meet the resistance with resistance. And we just we fail to do that so much, right? We fail to actually yes. say that our kids, if our kids are the most important thing, and I'll say this, my daughter's 24. I always tell her, think for yourself. My son, he's 20 years old. He's a junior at a at a university, um, at a, a very good university, one of the top uh, 20 business schools in the nation. And I tell him, think for yourself. But the other thing that I would do is if somebody hurt my child, God help them because I know. he's the only one that could. But we don't treat it that way. We treat them as if they're not doing harm to our kids until our kids commit suicide, right? Until they mm -hmm. actually can't cope with the nonsense that they're dealing with on a daily basis. And they have bullying on one side from a group of leftists that exist that are being trained in school to attack and bully people. And then over here, you have parents that say that your kids are everything. My kids are everything to me, right? While we're watching them erode to nothing. We're watching them yes. get down to the same level of weakness. We should be doing the same thing for our kids that we would do if someone raped your child or beat your child or did something like that. Because I promise you, if someone happened to one of, to one of my kids, it, they would not make it to court. They, mm -hmm. That person would not make it to court. I don't care if I spend the rest of my life in prison. They would not make it to court. There's no one that's going to do harm to my child. Yet that's what's happening to our kids right now. That's what's happening. Right. The same thing. I mean, and that's that's exactly why I had to do something with this group because I couldn't sit back and wait. And and I feel like we did accomplish that for the children in Michigan up to now. Um, but now we just we're back at it again. And the thing is, is thank God more people are stepping up. There's a lot of parents in Michigan now filing their own lawsuits. There's a lot of parents like when I filed the big lawsuits, I needed for three or four plaintiffs to sign on with me. And I'm like, guys, you can't keep saying, good job, Jamie, keep going. Don't give yeah. up, keep fighting. Right. And then crazy. I ask you to put your name on the line with me. And then everybody goes, oh, I'd rather not, you know? So I said, I got a little sassy. I said, if you guys are going to keep pushing me, somebody needs to do this with me. And so yeah. people are doing it. They're doing it now. And I guess we're, we've been pushed to the breaking point when it comes to fighting for our kids. But there's a lesson to be learned for these kids. There's a lesson that our kids will learn from this, and that is courage is more infectious than fear. We have to be willing to stand up for the things most precious to us, right? The Constitution, yeah. precious. Our children's precious. Opportunity, giving them the ability to understand they can overcome obstacles and not become victims, precious. Those are things that they have to take with them through. We're not going to be around, right? We're not going to be around, and we can't do it for them. We have to pass that torch of this is. these are the things that are most important to us as a community and as as americans they're the yes. most important so we have that video we have that video uh -oh, of, here we go 
of the Mr. Bubble Man. It's just the, the first one that we pulled up. I don't know if there's more than one. There might be more than one. This is the first one we could find. So, Mr. Producer, let's let everyone see what um, what Jamie's talking about with the, the Bubble Man. A high school sports uh, football game on a Friday night in a small community does not, does not mean uh, two teams getting out on a field and uh, running into each other. It involves everybody in that small town congregating. It involves people getting together afterwards. It involves parents showing up. It involves bubbles breaking. And the, <laughs> probably, other than masking, probably the most effective technique we have for, for coronavirus control at this point is bubbling. Kids. And the fact that it was brought up that we should keep them in a bubble, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Keeping the bubble situation, okay, if that's what the what the colleges and, and the NFLs are having to do, we can't put our kids in a bubble. We have to learn how to live with this, this situation that we're in. And expecting to keep them in a bubble isn't it. So they're going to be kids. They're going to continue. And these kids are moving out of state. They're, they're going to Ohio. Indi First of all, kids are literally moving. But the kids that aren't moving are traveling to Wisconsin and Indiana and Ohio every so I, I like wow. the music chain. <laughs> I like that. I was like, do, 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 for him. And as soon as you talk, it's, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> can you believe yeah, right. that is what, yeah. that's what we're dealing with? <laughs> now that, that looked more like breaking bad than any kind of legislator. I mean, he looked like he was about to go cook some meth. Seriously. It looks like he was just showing up for a breaking bad cosplay. Um, well, yeah. that, that's, I'm, I'm glad we could see it. Cause the name, Mr. Bubble man, fits because yes. not only is he himself in a bubble with every possible i think he even had the protective gown on did he just have that gown did i have that right or was he like a white know. jumpsuit i don't um, know I think. That, yeah. yeah it looks like it it looks like he had that it's that hazmat oh, suit yeah yeah it looks like he's wearing it like the i, I don't know I, I can't tell but it Considering the fact that he's wearing the respirators <laughs> and the rubber gloves, uh, this guy's serious. No, actually, what we need to take away from this is he cares more than you do, obviously. That's that's yes. the biggest thing. If you cared as much as him, he'd want to bubble up too. That's the big we, takeaway, I guess. We we cannot we cannot get to the point where we're we're allowing this to happen, right? We're we're allowing fear to grip our society. Like I'm just not afraid. And and I think that. I see those people that are afraid. And I just want to say, first of all, you need Jesus. We'll start there. And then we can go mm -hmm. the other side, which is, look, if you're afraid, then you do that. You do you, boo. Right. I got you. you just ha you're mm -hmm. welcome to. Matter of fact, go create your own communities, right? Yes. Go. Matter of fact, if everyone moves to California, maybe it'll tip over with them on it. <laughs> <laughs> or if everyone goes to Guam, it'll sink into the sea. That's why I said it, right? In terms of representing <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Representative Johnson, I don't know if you actually saw that, but he actually said that if too did. many people were on Guam, it would yeah. flip over. It would because, tip over. Because <laughs> this is how mentally just stupid these people are. They're stupid. Uh, They're stupid. They're And stupid is not even do it justice. Now, Jamie, I will tell you that I, I, I say this about the radical left, and you might not like it, but it's proven to be a fact. Um, actually, uh, the fact checkers, <laughs> they haven't been able to fact check this on me, but um, with Weinstein, Epstein, Michael Pincus, Clinton. You know where I'm going, Max? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my own, <laughs> I have, I have my own sticker. Yeah. And that is that the left, it really embraces um, pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. 
and they are everything that they say that they're fighting against. And until we get to the place where we actually can recognize that they literally are feeding on our society and feeding, I mean, they're, they're, they're creating an opportunity where they can create so much chaos that they can get away with whatever they want to get away with. And so it's, uh, so that's my saying, do we have a sticker? Can we put the sticker up? You don't want to put the sticker up? Okay, don't put the sticker up. So no, no, we're no, almost no, don't, 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 we're don't. almost out of time. Um, oh, we lost her. Hopefully, we're almost at out of time. But I'm I've been spending some of this time that we've been listening. I've been listening and reading some of these other regulations. It's a ten page document, interim guidance for contact sports. And I saw this. It says that in order to practice safer individual behaviors, student athletes or, or young athletes should refrain from pre or post event handshakes, hugs, fist bumps high fives or contact celebrations when yes. you look at kids that age that's win or lose you're supposed to be teaching them that it's about good sportsmanship right that it's it's about yeah you can leave it all on the field you can hate them but at the end of the day you're they're still your neighbors right taking that away when we see that the politicians they're fine with hitting elbows right they, they figured out ways to to say hello instead of handshaking but here taking that out of the equation entirely it just well, our again, wrestlers it, it, weren't allowed to shake hands. Wrestlers, but they're allowed. Rest, but they're allowed to wrestling. crawl over each other. Yeah. yeah, they weren't allowed to shake hands. Well, they, was, they just have to I shake was, their hands during the match. I was a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, so wrestling doesn't make is. a whole doesn't make a whole lot of sense at all. That that's crazy. No. You just you just blew my mind that the wrestlers <laughs> are are allowed to literally just be all sweaty. Crawling all over each other, but at the end of the match, they don't crawl they're not allowed over to. each other. It's wrestling. Yeah, they do. Right. They crawl yeah. <laughs> from a guy that's slink. never wrestled. Slink. Right there. Yeah. Slink. Right. Sl they slink. I'm just trying to paint the picture of of how of how contact how heavy it, is. it can be. How contact heavy it can be. Right. And uh, at the end, no handshakes. No handshakes at all. Well, we're we're out of time, Jamie. But thank you so much for coming on. Before we, we, we let you go, let everyone know where they can find you and how they can support your campaign to reopen sports. Okay, our Facebook group is Let Them Play Michigan. And in there, in the announcement section, you will find the GoFundMe. And we will just keep funding these lawsuits and fighting every step of the way. I am now, uh, I have tried to join. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I will, I will approve you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much, Jamie. We really do appreciate having you on. You opened my eyes. We've been watching Michigan for a while. Like when they originally, you, you couldn't buy like American flags, the ridiculous lockdown stuff that Whitmer has done. Um, I'm, I'm very upset and I feel so bad for all of the kids that they're now being put in the middle of this. But I'm yes. thankful that there are activists like you who are fighting and, and, and won't stop fighting until you win. So thank you That's so much right. for coming on, Jamie. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It. Keep it was fighting. nice meeting you guys. Nice thank meeting you. Bye-bye. So we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to – we can talk a little bit about the interview. But we're also, Joe, going to talk about the peaceful protests that are taking place in, Mich in Minnesota. Because, honestly, I think that this is the new Puxatawney Phil. I think that you have the groundhog come out. And the groundhog tells you when spring is. I think the first riot of the year is the sign that we're now in summer, right? Or, or we're definitely into spring. Um, so I, I, I would support a measure to make BLM rioters the new Puxatawney Phil 
to decide when the seasons will change. But we're going to play some videos from yesterday of, of a CNN reporter getting just put in her place by a protester and other reporters reporting on uh, on the police response and injecting their own politics into it. So we're going to play all these clips on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 